On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Savant teaming with Sonova, energy management, and Josh and AVA. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 358, Demand Response. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matthew Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, I'm pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mr. Avi Rosenthal. He is the or a partner at Blue Suave. How are you doing, Avi? I'm doing well, Matt. Thanks for having me on this week. Lots of exciting news coming up. It's going to be a good one. And then that individual you see with the incredibly long and luxurious beard, I must say, is Ian Bryant. He is a operations manager and PM at Premier SAV out of Jackson. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing wonderful. I'm so happy to be back on the show, man. So glad to have you back. All right, gentlemen, we are we're kind of having an energy show today, which is why it's so great that Ian's here because uh, he's been touting this. You've been you've been stumping this one for like two years. So yeah, this is going to be fun. Yep. All right. So first of all, from Residential Tech Today and Mr. Jeremy Glowacki, Savant teams with Sonova to deliver smart power solutions. If you don't know Sonova, they're a large energy consortium uh, focused primarily on uh, solar energy. Obviously, we all know Savant. Um, but what they're doing is they're they're partnering to create uh, and offer a, a essentially a full package solution for customers with uh, power solutions that monitors and controls energy from the grid, as well as home solar systems and generator power, creating an optimized ecosystem for any home. This is a a, a really cool partnership and something that honestly, I, I'm surprised took this long to get from a, from a, essentially two major partners. Uh, we've seen it a little bit with some companies like Sonin and stuff like that, but this is the first true kind of power um, infrastructure company that that's partnered with an automation platform across the board, flat, that type of thing. Avi, let me start with you on this one. Is this going to be kind of that, that true inroad for solar and, and, and true power management into our industry? And, and I think they have to be coupled together, right? That, that renewable energy factor and energy yeah. management, because we've got energy management companies, but sure. this is where that really plays, I, I, I think. Is this the first true inroad that's going to make this a vertical for us? So I think it, it is definitely one of the first, right? I think what you're going to see here is an exchange of technology, a really cool exchange of technology. You know, you say, why hasn't this happened before? I think because the software wasn't ready yet is really what it boils down to. And what this partnership is going to show is that at a high level, at a very sophisticated level, at a big house level, the software is ready to go. It'll give them a small launch point to work out the kinks. And then Sonova could really drive it down. Let's face it, Savant is not interested in the, you know, 1500 square foot, you know, cottage on a beach kind of thing. This is mm -hmm. going to be a high end effort. It's going to be a sophisticated effort. And I think it's going to open up the pathways to the mass market eventually. And I think it also proves that people want it. Um, one of the most interesting things that I read in this article was that 
of the households are actually monitoring their energy. That's an astounding number that 44% yeah. of households have some form of energy management. So I think that this is a great inroad and I would absolutely agree with you that it is one of the first. I think there are others that are coming down the pipeline. Uh, I look at the Vivint Energy uh, merger. I think that's gonna be huge for energy management and for bringing this technology to the masses. But I think Savant and Sonova are gonna do it in a very sophisticated way to prove that it can work for everybody else. Yeah, that's a really good point. Ian, the solar aspect of this has been a dream of quite a few people in the industry. There's quite a few drivers out there that uh, allow you to control battery solutions, power management solutions, transfer switches, yada, yada, yada. Um, but they haven't necessarily, like they've gotten off the ground, right? But it has not been something that your typical, even luxury integrator has been focused on. Is this the type of push that will make solar something that should come up in the, the the conversation about any whole home system for we'll start with the luxury market but then hopefully trickle down into the upper decent market <laughs> i don't even know what to call it anymore yeah upper mid level yeah um no i think so i mean there's still going to be that um there's still going to be that issue where integrators are still a little uh, timid about speaking on solar because it's it's such a different animal than AV or lighting or shades or any of our traditional um, you know submarkets in in the channel. Um, but there are plenty of subcontractors to partner with, just like you would partner with an electrician to do your whole home lighting system. Uh, there are plenty of solar companies to partner with to get that portion of the project complete, wired into your savant energy management system and your battery backup solution um, but you know, there are also a lot of you know opportunities depending on where you are it's a little bit easier than others um, like out here in wyoming they're pretty strict on uh on who can install certain things we have a lot of licensing and requirements but uh, most of the country is still pretty because it's you know running low voltage it's still pretty open to do so yeah, I mean, I hope that it it allows integrators to uh, feel more flexible and um, and easier with that with the support of Savant. I mean, when it, at CDA Expo, that was one of the things that I was most excited about was seeing this big push from Savant and their booth, showing the the cap the capability and the possibilities for uh, power monitoring and management and uh, battery backup solutions. Um, I think the uh, as I mentioned, one of the the difficult discussions, or at least the the part that integrators are going to need to find out is is what is the selling point to those different markets that luxury market um your carbon footprint may not be in, as important um to those maybe that are in the mid market that are more concerned about being responsible and saving money the luxury market i believe could be the the answer could be personal energy independence which is something that i've spoken about is with the power grids um that are continuing to age with the issues we're having with blackouts and brownouts and, and trying to distribute power across coastlines, personal energy independence in your homes are gonna be huge. And that combination of solar and the power monitoring and management plus the battery backup is key to making that work. Yeah, that's a really good point. All right, gentlemen, let's change topics for a second. This comes to us from CE Pro and Nick Bover. Energy management at a big boom window for integrators. Uh, this is a kind of coverage of 
panelists at Expo Smart Energy panel discussion to talk about, again, some of these emerging trends and where they're, where they're at. Go read this article. It's a really good overview, uh, put, covering a couple things uh, as far as how middle America is already kind of paying attention to energy management a little bit, uh, how home builders and utilities are pushing to save uh, the staining grid or the straining grids, I should say. And uh, the one I love is how EVs are going to cause more headaches at homes than more people realize. Uh, I think you're noticing California had dealt with that a ton over the summer. Ian, let me come back to you on this one. What is our role? And maybe I'm teeing you up for a soapbox moment, but what is our actual role as integrators? Where where do we fit into this conversation? Because you can jump in and talk energy management. You can show people apps that, you know, like we can integrate things that show you how you're using energy. But beyond that, where do we actually fit? What do we do into this market? Well, I first wanted to say, uh, I sat through this um, panel discussion at Expo, and I think Avi was there as well. Um, it was a really, really good conversation. And I was really surprised at the the um, the number of, of representatives they had in the industry um, that were there. It was really impressive. Um, but yeah, I I think it's all going to be based on comfort level for the integrator and and also what they feel like uh, where they want to expand. Um, there's still a you know huge portion of integrators that are strictly doing AV that don't want to get into lighting and don't want to get into all the other op options there are out there. Um, but for those that want to be a um, a be that consultant, that go-to person for all things tech in the home for their customers, this is a great opportunity. And I've spoken about this before. It doesn't mean that you have to be the person that is doing the work or uh, it's just the person that is there for your customers to find solutions for their needs in their home. If they feel like they want to figure out to, uh, to they want to lessen their foot carbon footprint or they want to go off grid or they want to make sure that when they plug their EVs in, it's not they're not going to strain the rest of the neighborhood or anything else. Do a little research, take some education and be that person that can at least consult to your customer and consult them on what op options there are and then figure out a way to work with others to, to get that done. I mean, that's what integrators are so brilliant at is that we find solutions for if for problems or we find solutions for to make people's lives better. That's what we're going for. So if we can do that um, and for, for their power, that's great. But it, I know it, it's a new market and it's very new to us um, mm -hmm. and it does it does walk that boundary of that low voltage, high voltage. And in some areas, that's not only scary, but kind of gets a little threatening with the electrician. So Matt, you should also remind everybody, you know, we're called integrators for a reason, right? Um, part of our job is to bring disparate systems together and, and make them work together. Just because solar is different, it's just another system that our homeowners want, our clients want. And so we have to be in the mix. I get that and I can respect that. But I also look at any solar system that I've ever had to interface with, any energy management system that I've dealt with, any client that's got a Generac and they're doing load shedding. There's not a ton there for us to deal with and, and to have to manage, right? Especially on a day-to-day. -day. It's kind of, for a large portion, it typically seems to be a set and forget. So what it makes me wonder is, 
do we approach this vertical less as a vertical and more as a opportunity to kind of be like the energy general contractor where we sell the service to our clients as essentially a GC to manage all the other people that bring all these things in together. There are integration firms that have uh, electrical licenses, you know, mm -hmm. but that's still yeah. by no means the norm. Is yeah. this, is that the, like, should we be going the consultant route? Should we be going the GC route? Should we just be the person that's there who's like, yeah, we can make it all talk. I think there's a lot of parallels to what went on in the HVAC industry when integrators first got into HVAC. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, you know, there was very little interfacing to be done. I mean, when we sold April Air in the 90s, you know, it was a serial connection. It was very basic. It was essentially, you know, on, off, up and down. Things are a lot more sophisticated now. And I think we're in a similar place with energy management. There's a lot of data to be collected, but there's not a lot of reaction to mm -hmm. be made to that data but that's going to change. And I think the integrators that can take advantage of that, the same way there are integrators today taking advantage of the interface with the HVAC and with indoor air quality and things of that nature, I think that there's an opportunity with load shedding, with demand response. Understanding those terms are key in the future of buying power as consumers in the future. Um, there, there's no doubt that we'll be on a demand response situation very soon in a lot of states. You look at what went on in Texas, you know, over the last couple of winters, mm -hmm. California, everything comes with solar now as a standard. So a lot of states are gonna move towards this. If we wanna remain relevant, then part of our job as integrators, as technology consultants, as that concierge that we all aspire to be, is to understand how these systems are gonna react and work within all the other systems within the house. So, so let me ask both of you, when do you see this becoming a mainstream piece for our channel? Not, not mainstream for the mainstream, but for our channel. Currently, this is, I, I don't care what anybody says and I'll debate them all day long. This is a purely luxury market. And that is that's a shrinking market. I don't, again, I don't care what you say or what you think or how much you boast on social media. It is a slowly shrinking market share. When does this, does this become, um, again, uh, even a top 25% market? I think you're the, you're looking at in the next five years. I think that the the, at least the U.S. federal government has passed some laws that are going to dump a lot of dollars into electrical infrastructure and into uh, solar. Um, there's a lot of money that is going into solar. I read a report actually just this morning while I was preparing for this. There's a, a large concern out there. There's a large concern of scientists that solar will actually exceed fossil fuels in generation within the next four years, 2027. That's astounding. That's, that's, you know, paradigm shifting. In order for that to happen, it means that we all have to have panels in our homes and businesses. That's not, you know, it's not like they're gonna take half the Sonoran desert and just plaster it with solar panels, right? We, we hope. <laughs> well, you never know, but um, if you fly into Vegas lately, you'll see there's a nice big farm out there. 
Um, but I think that there's, there's going to be a lot of movement and there's going to be a lot. You know, this is the, the one of the articles that you sent around was there was this is the window of opportunity, right? This mm -hmm. is the window of the boom. There's a lot of truth to that. And I think getting educated, finding the right partners. This is the same advice we've been giving to integrators for 30 years. Yep. Find the right partners for electricians. Find the right partners for solar. Find the right partners for HVAC. Find the right partners for plumbing. How many guys out there never thought they would automate outdoor spaces and now it's their main focus, right? Yep. Fountains and outdoor speakers and all kinds of stuff. Technology changes, we need to change with the times. Yeah, I agree with that uh, roughly five year mark. I mean, remember this is, again, this is something that is completely different than um, as far as getting this into homes. This is much different than anything we've ever done. It's up there with your home network and your internet, right? This is something that's going to be required by by the law, federal and state laws, where people are going to, and it's not just the U.S. I mean, this is going to start happening in a lot of other major uh, countries around the world where it is a requirement to have solar, is a requirement to have some sort of a basic man power management, and is a requirement to possibly have backups because of the instability of these grids. And so, I mean, we may start to see, instead of rebuilding the national grids, they just start building small microgrids micro in your homes and your neighborhoods instead of trying to focusing on trying to get power from the East Coast to the West Coast. And so it, it is going to then, and it's not, the electricians are not going to be able to do this by themselves. This is going to require a huge workforce that's going to span all different trades to try and get this done over the next five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. So I do believe this is a great opportunity, as Avi said. That's a really good point. All right, gentlemen, let's hit one more story before we go. See, this uh, comes from, from CE Pro. Again, Josh AI and AVA unite to transform universal remote control. That is a headline there. Uh, Josh is obviously a really good uh, fan of the show. We, we have Alex on here a lot. So this is a really big deal for them because they have been an, an integration manufacturer that has no touch points for the longest time other than mobile. So this is their first uh, foray into the handheld market, which if you've been selling anything for a while, you know that sometimes it's just nice to have something in your hand you can click. <sighs> Avi, let me, let, me, let me start with you on this. Does this bring Josh more into the realm of your traditional control companies does this make them and again i'm not i'm not trying to be derogatory but does this make them no, more no, of a no, full-fledged no. integration firm so i i can give you my and only my opinion on this i have always wondered because i've never integrated a josh system so let me start there mm -hmm. all right so i'm not speaking from from working with them but from the outside looking in it was always curious to me if you had the big guys with the talking boxes, why Josh had talking, what was a talking box itself, where it was going to differentiate itself, how it was going to become relevant. I think this is a great move for them because it does create more of a control point and more of a touch point mm -hmm. for Josh. So people who may not have looked in the direction of Josh before because they felt like they could achieve the talking boxes with others now have this sophisticated handheld system to marry along with it. But it's interesting to me also because it's sort of like Josh has shied away from this for a long time, 
right? They, they were, no, we are the talking boxes. We are voice, you know, and we do voice really well and we're well liked within the integration circles. I'm curious what drove them to believing that they had to go with Ava, for instance, this small remote control company, rather than partnering with an RTI or a URC where they might have had a little bit more traction. So, you know, what does it do to the rest of the marketplace now that I can install a Josh system and it integrates with a whole bunch of stuff, mm -hmm. but now I also have a choice of their remote control. Lots of questions and I can't wait to see their integration. I'm excited to see how it all comes together, but lots of questions, I think, in the way that this is all gonna sort of fall out. Yeah, it's a really good point. They've always seemed to be very effective working with another another partner, whether mm -hmm. it's Control 4 or Crestron or RTI or URC yep. or whoever they've worked with. It, it's always seemed to be good. But it, again, it's always been that kind of like, hey, you can you use this and this, da, 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 which is par for the course with, with voice uh, control for that matter. Ian, the, the only thing that gave me pause when I saw this was I, I think it's fantastic that they partnered with AVA. I've been kind of following the AVA product for a while. Uh, I believe it was a Kickstarter um, unit where, where it started. It looks really good. It looks really effective. It looks like a winner. Um, that being said, we also saw this with Nero. And Nero looked like a winner. It looked fantastic. And then it got bought out and then there were shipping issues and then there was bending issues and you sat on it wrong and the whole thing cracked and all of these little things that, <laughs> that happened. You're not um, supposed to sit on them, Matt. That's a... Shoot, my kids throw my remotes. Um, <laughs> we find them in the most interesting places. Uh, is there any concern? We're in a interesting economic place right now, kind of North America, but also globally. We just saw one of the, the the startup companies that we thought could make a good go of it with Oro running into some big problems. Um, shoot, I just saw that Dactronics, I think it was this morning, Dactronics filed that they're not sure if they're going to be able to continue in business. And they're massive. Yeah. Is there a concern that to kind of to, to Avi's point, they went with AVA or AVA or however you say that um, against maybe some of the more established companies in the remote space. Yeah. I mean, I right now is probably one of the hardest times in our industry for manufacturers to get their feet off the ground and stay, um, stay uh, in business and stay at the front of the, of the market. I mean, it's, as you mentioned, we've seen so many recent um, that we thought were all going to be great products um, try and and fail. And we've and again the last couple of years due to the pandemic and um, global shipping and and availability of silicon chips and everything else have just caused this huge problem. And to go with a brand new and a new to the the market company is a little bit questionable. I mean, obviously the the remote itself is very sleek and and matches the kind of the the simplistic um, modern look that the uh, Josh AI products have. Mm -hmm. um, it is very simple, like an Apple remote. You've got a single button for your voice command. And uh, I, I, you know, I, I, like you, I'd love to see it succeed. But there is that question of um, 
you know, why, yeah, why not go with that brand that's been around for, for 15, 20 years so that, you know, in five, 10 years, you're going to still be using the same product. Um, so I, I think we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and I, I have not used one of the AVA remotes as far as programming is concerned. I believe mm-hmm. it uses a, it's a, either a Google or oh, a, it's a, um, yeah, it's a GUI. Yeah. Platform. So, um, we'll just have to see its capabilities. Um, I know, you know, you, again, I don't know if, if it also will only work with products that work with Josh and if they're working with the same products themselves, I haven't had enough time to think about this. You may have to, you may have to design your projects around the, the available products that work with, mm-hmm. with them, as I don't believe um, there may be drivers that are going to be able to work. I know that again, Josh is really, really good at developing very robust um, partnerships with their or drivers with their partners. They do a, go a lot further than most would. Um, so I think if you just plan ahead and make sure that everything in your systems are going to be working with the out of the box products, you should be good. But yeah, there is that question of, of long-term sustainability in the market. Um, so I, I don't have an answer, but it is, it is something that I, I, you know, I think we should all kind of keep an eye on, especially yeah. if you're selling them. Yeah, that's a really good point. Again, I wish them nothing but the best. Um, hopefully oh, they, uh, they continue to make it work really well. Cause it's a, looks like it's a fantastic product. So I love it. All right, gentlemen, let's leave it there. Thank you both so much for joining us. Ian, if people want to connect with you, learn more about premier SAV, how can they do that? PremierSAV.com, or you can email me at ian.bryant at PremierSAV.com, and that is Premier with the extra E on the end. The right way. <laughs> That's right. There you go. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I'm here for you. I got you. Uh, Avi, thank you, my friend, for joining us. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Bluesive, how can they do that? Best way is on our website, www.bluesave.com. Uh, and certainly anybody can find me on uh, the LinkedIn, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the, you know, I'm on all of the, all the things, all the things, all the things, all the things and all the places. Thank you again for joining us. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and most other platforms, but more importantly, please stop by avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.